Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. It is the evening runway. Elliot Danka and Timothy go with you. Now time for Culture Club. Co-living spaces, a conversation we're having off air. Tim, would you consider them the new hotels? Personally, I'm very interested in co-living spaces now that we are talking about it. From what I can imagine it would be. But for now, I'm going to take my notebook or my my phone and take (laughs) down notes because the idea of communal living will make you think of, well, a dorm or something for young people to have common spaces to party or, well, hang out, right? Yeah. The funny thing is, so you have hotels increasingly being turned into co-living spaces in markets where you've got institutional investors looking for cheaper alternatives to residential conversations, higher rental growth potential, perhaps. But this is, I guess, a space in the hospitality industry that would be very interesting to some people. Oh, I'm sure you'd be very interested in this conversation as a hotel owner yourself. In the studio with us is Andreas Lorenz, who is Chief Operating Officer at ST Hospitality. He's going to share more about industry trends as well as his journey. I'm fascinated about this. Chef to Hotelier. Welcome to the studio, Andreas. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Good <laughs> to you, be here. You have got such a great history. I can't wait to get into that. But first things first, help us understand ST Hospitality's brand history and their value proposition. So ST Hospitality, we started initially off with short-term apartment rentals, okay. three, three months and longer. Okay. So residential apartments to make it easier for people. And then we added a ST Signature, which is our hotel brand, yeah. which we call co-living hotels. So as you said, co-living is not really <laughs> defined. Like when I started out, when I first time left Germany, I would say I was co-living. There was four of us renting an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Because, Couch surfing. <laughs> yeah, because we couldn't afford an apartment yeah. by yeah. ourselves. So I think it's just a new way for of saying like communal living, like sure. you said. You know, back in the early, well, <coughs> late 90s, when I first traveled across Europe before Airbnb, before all this co-living thing, I remembered staying in an apartment in Rome with three en-suites and three different groups of people, tourists, all yeah, staying. Yeah. We shared kitchen, we yeah. shared yeah. laundry facilities. Yeah. We all have our own bathrooms. It's kind of like a hotel, but it's in an apartment complex. Yeah, so we have done this, taking it to the co-living to the hotel. It's a building with, we have, most of the, our rooms are ensuite. In some properties, we have shared bathroom, mm-hmm. but all private rooms. And then we have a big focus on communal spaces. So all of our hotels in Singapore have a cook lab, mm-hmm. so which is a communal kitchen where guests can cook their own food, um, we have a fridge, there's a coffee maker, they can have free coffee, teas, can hang out. So there's usually a lounge. We have outdoor spaces. Um, we have uh, places where you can work. So we provide good value for money accommodation right. in prime locations. Right. And you have a nice space where you can meet other people. It's very, very good for young people. Well, but we even have, have, I would say, more adventurous tra- travelers yeah. who want to meet people, who want to see the community, who want to get to know other people. So is the concept of this one, though, to encourage people to mingle and and hang out? Or is it, you know, like a service apartment, but cheaper? You have all these kitchen facilities, maybe laundry facilities without... No, no. Not inside your room, but to be shared. So the ST Signature are short stay as well. You can 
stay for one day. Mm-hmm. It's like a hotel, but it is built around the community about mingling and like I was in Chalam business this morning. Um, there was at least like 15 people in the kitchen and in the oh. lounge having breakfast, cooking. And it was funny because there was the ones talking about yesterday was co- first cold plan. No? So, okay. yeah, yeah. so yeah. everybody was talking, oh, like it was great. And then new people arriving today and said, like, they're all excited for cold play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and it's exactly <coughs> things like that, right? A concert, for example, yeah. in the region that would invite people to do short visits. Quite impressive. You talked about how it encourages a good value for money proposition. You guys opened your fifth co-living hotel in Singapore some time ago. ST Signature Bugis Middle, obviously located in the Middle Road area, prime location. Tell us about that. Yeah, that is a very, very interesting property. Probably a lot of people know it. If you drive down Middle Road, there is this Chinese opera singer yeah. with a coffee. So this is all inspired by the area. There's a okay. Hainanese coffee, yeah, okay. the opera. So this is actually our third project with the same owner. Mm. So the owner has uh, built the project or renovates them right, and we, right. we operate them, we lease them, we operate them. So this one, yeah, I got a lot of media attention with mm. facade and so. But here it is as well. Actually, there, if you drive by at night, you can see the, the communal space, the cook lab, okay. because it's on the ground floor. It's, it's facing the street. Just above is there is a, the outdoor deck where you see a lot of people in the evening. A lot of people from Europe really like this, yeah. hanging out at, at night together. So. Which brings me to my next question. There are some hotel guests who value their privacy. So this kind of space will not be for them? I mean, you can, with us, you can have everything. You have your room, you have your ensuite, you can be left completely alone. Actually, we are quite forward thinking. We were the first ones who introduced like mobile check-in. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you can check in with an app that helped us. Like when COVID came, we were already there because we, okay. we had... Um, so less physical contact. Less physical contact. So you, we have our own app. So you can do all the booking, pre-registration in the app. And once you're on site, you can do the last check-in steps. If you don't want to mingle and don't want to talk to somebody, you can check in without even talking to our hosts on site. You can stay in your room anyway. I'm operating my own hotel my first season in autumn last year. And I've been observing how, you know, as you mentioned, Europeans want to mingle. They stay out late in the lobby or in the restaurant in the rooftop. And then there are some guests who come into the hotel and just go inside the room. And you kind of have to tell all the other visitors to keep it down because there are some of them who just want to rest and be private. Yes, but that's our business, no? (laughs) We and the hospitality business. We provide the idea is that anybody who leaves us doesn't want to leave us, wants to stay longer yeah. and is, is happy. And it's not an, that's what hospitality makes it so interesting. No, It's different for everybody. You cannot write a procedure mm-hmm. how to deal with a guest yeah. because every guest is different. It is, but how do you make them realize that, you know, they are going to a co-living space? Again, it brings to mind an experience I had <clears throat> in kind of hostile hotel kind of situation in Turkey where... There were guests who were complaining there's too much partying going on. But then the whole concept of that property was 
for young people to mingle and, and hang out in open spaces? Or did they not do their research? Our marketing is sending the message. Our social media talks all about the co-living spaces. We introduce a lot of like where we would go around our hotels. It's mm -hmm. not just like come to us. Is that oh, you're a Chalambesa. There's this place where the tourists, you won't find, like if you go on Google, you don't find it on Google as one of the first results. Okay. That's where our staff likes to go. It's things like this. And then when you make a booking, you get sent a co-living ah, guide. So okay. we tell our guests what, what, to expect. what to expect. What's the average length of stay? In the hotels, about 2.3 days or so. Oh, okay. So it makes perfect sense. Like an adventurous traveler. I'm thinking even millennials, they go in there, they can sort of at their own time and pace in there, yeah. out exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this sounds like my kind of hotel. You know, now that I, I need to stay in hotels as well uh, in the next few months, you mentioned earlier that your hotel properties have smaller rooms and you have common spaces. Yes. So that's our value proposition. We don't have these 50 square meter four seasons rooms, mm -hmm. but we give you all of our hotels are in prime locations. So yeah, Tanjung right. Paga, Chinatown, Boogies, Chalan Besa, usually or always very close to MRT, very easy, accessible. And then with this, it's probably the best value for money room you can, can get in that location. So yeah, I'm seeing that because more and more travelers will travel light, they can do their laundry, they can yeah. have their make their own food there and save yeah. on costs. Yeah. So that's your value proposition. That is part of the value proposition, yeah. Would you compare it with sort of like a, a Hong Kong lifestyle in that sense? A little bit, yeah. Little Hong bit, Kong, yeah. Tokyo. So initially, the hotels was inspired by the Japanese capsule hotels. Ah. But we didn't want to do this yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> capsule. So we said, oh, we have rooms, but you want to do other things. So You want to be able to stand up you, and walk yeah, around. <laughs> yeah, you want to be able to stand up. So we, we made the, the rooms efficient, space yeah. efficient, yeah. and try to create a much community space. So what, on average, what would be your hotel room sizes in Singapore? So we start like nine square meters to, I mean, we have bigger ones to 15 as well. So That's not too bad, actually. Nine yeah. square meters, including Very a private style. bathroom? Yeah. Or this is not all of them bathroom. have a okay. private bathroom, but... Mm. Okay, we are in the studio right now having a conversation with Andres Lorenz, who is Chief Operating Officer at SD Hospitality. And he's had quite a colorful life because you had a previous <laughs> life as a chef. Okay, tell us about that and how you transited to Hotelia. So, <laughs> so yeah, I started actually becoming a chef was sort of an accident. Like okay. when I was 14, 15 years old, I needed money and I sure. lived in a small um, village in Germany. There was a restaurant hotel. So that's where I started to. And then I really enjoyed it and I was quite good at it. So then I did my apprenticeship in Germany in a, in a big hotel in Munich. And then I transferred out, went to London, Dublin. Wow. Ended up in Guam as a chef. Okay, Guam. So, Guam, Guam. So. From Germany to Guam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go up, you start off, there's a commie, and then in Guam I was part of the XCOM and was in charge of F&B. Okay. So I had my own team, I had my own division, and then went to China, into uh, St. Regis. And that was my last chef position. So, yeah, was the chef. So I had like 150 people right, right. with me in the kitchen. And then it's just because when you when you become part of the hotel lead team, you mm -hmm. see, you realize you're good with people, you're good with organizing things, you're good with running things. So and then it sort of just evolved and got more and more involved in the management yeah. of, of things. And then I started to 
get out as F&B director, hotel manager, GM, and then ended up as CEO here. It's almost like a natural transition. It's a think fascinating it. yeah. professional growth yeah. trajectory yeah. Yeah. because, Amazing. yeah, as you mentioned, you learn from every step and every yeah. department you handle to where you are yeah. today. Yeah. So what is the biggest challenge in running a hotel? In Singapore's context, always, I want to see your answer it's, because <laughs> it's always, always challenging wherever you are. In Singapore, obviously, staffing is more exactly. difficult than in other countries. Mm-hmm. If you run a hotel, I'm sure you know. Well. I have no staff. Um, <laughs> so we have F&B as well. So in Katrina Group, mm-hmm. so that is even more labor intense. So that is then customer expectations to make sure that for me, we have the five hotels. I'll try to go at least to two every day. Okay. I'm okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm running the hotels. I'm making sure that the finance. But I still go around, and when I come to the hotel, I have my torchlight with me, and I'll shine into the corners and call the housekeepers and say, "Look, you need to be a bit, a bit more careful." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you drop the ball, how do you impart your style of hosting? your guests to your staff so that it's consistent and that they understand where you're coming from. Our style is quite casual, so it's easier for a lot of people to deal with guests. But I mean, I always say do as I do. So I try to, to talk to guests. I, when I observe them, I'll take them to the side after I said, you, this was very good. This was not so good. I try to take them along with me. Mm-hmm. I think that if you explain people what they should do and why they should do it, they follow you. It's, yeah. I think it's better than just telling directing them. them yeah, directing them. Right? Yeah. That right there is leadership. Mm-hmm. True leadership. We've been speaking with Andres Lorenz, who is Chief Operating Officer at ST Hospitality. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. Take care and have a great day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.